This is Canvas, a show all about iPad productivity. My name is Fraser Spears, and I'm joined as always by Federico Vitici. Hello, Fraser. How are you? Uh, I'm not too bad. You're going to hear my voice a few octaves lower tonight because of the cold, but uh, that's the, the penalty you pay for working with children every day. Uh, yeah. They carry diseases <laughs> of various kinds, including the cold. <laughs> yeah, well, you're going to do right. Um, yeah. Fraser, I, um, I think I made a mistake, mm-hmm. and now... Um, Basically, I, I I lied to our listeners of the show. Um, this is very serious. This is very serious. I'm, I'm, did you I fake news? I I did I did fake podcasts. That's a, <laughs> that's a new problem for 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told people, I deceived them, if you will, into believing that the workflow series was over. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, uh, we were done with our workflow series on Canvas. Uh, we thought we had uh, seven episodes, I think, and we were. You know, we we did the advanced topics, two parts, and we were done. But just as we wrapped up the show and the series, the workflow team released one major feature that I had been testing for a couple of months, uh, over the holidays, I think, even. And we talked about this. We, 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 we went over this idea with Fraser, and it just felt like a major feature that we could not possibly avoid on the show. And it just felt like the workflow series would have been incomplete uh, if we didn't address this change that has come to workflow and that basically reinvents the... It, it, it does really... What it does is it fundamentally reimagines how you can assemble workflows and how you can work with variables. And because we did a, uh, we did an episode just on variables, just on working uh, with variables in workflow... It, it seemed appropriate to have, if you will, uh, an extra, like like they do on DVDs. Uh, mm-hmm. So consider this an official <laughs> d- director's cut or an extra uh, about magic variables, which is this new no, I, feature. I in that variable show, we actually spent about 10 minutes complaining about the problem that this now solves yes. as well. <laughs> yes. So if we hadn't spent so much time complaining about it, uh, I would maybe have thought, mm, okay, but... Uh, yeah, you know, we highlighted this as such a kind of weakness in the programming model in, in Workflow that I thought it was, uh, yeah, people are going to want to know about this and they're going to want to adopt it pretty much straight away for new for new workflows. So we're going to talk about magic variables and how um, it, it reinvents, it reimagines how you can assemble workflows from the simple ones to the more advanced uh, workflows that you may have and also how this feature fixes one of the major annoyances in workflow. So magic variables are a new system that simplifies uh, the usage of variables inside workflow. And it also um, it lets you cut the steps required uh, to put together a workflow. It, it, it streamlines a lot of the uh, variable management that we talked about in the variable episode. So how you can you used to, uh, to set variables, to get variables, and to extract details from a variable. We covered that in the variable episode, and this feature changes all that. Yep. So for people, for people who maybe didn't listen to that workflow, maybe it's worth just mentioning what the problem was sure. in case people yes. are coming fresh to the idea. If I can just go over that, the problem was that many of the objects that you can retrieve from workflow are rich objects. So things like um, the information for an App Store app, if you search the App Store, or a photo um, or a track from Apple Music or something. And all of these objects have multiple bits of information in them, such as the track name, the artist, and the, the duration, and, and so on, and the album that they're in. 
And in order to extract multiple pieces, what you'd have to do is get an item and then use the get details of item. Get details of photo, get details of event, get details of app store app or whatever. Um, And you'd have to extract them one by one, put them into variables, and then assemble something that you wanted with them later on. Uh, And this fixes all of that. And it simplifies a lot of... um really how you can you can get a variable and how you can remove a lot of steps from your workflows. The core idea is um, at runtime, workflow saves automatically the output of each action uh, in the background. You don't need to manually uh, set a variable anymore because uh, every action generates an output and we we talked about this and now that that output Mm -hmm. is automatically kept track of by workflow with the magic variable and it's called magic variables um because they just they exist in the background without the without you having to create them um to understand this it's probably best if you open workflow right now and you drag in uh, a couple of actions that may generate an output. For example, okay. uh, an ask for input action that will ask you to type in something with the iOS keyboard. And then drag in a text action after the ask for input action. Now, if you tap into the text field, uh, you will see the, the, the iOS keyboard and you will get the, the new custom keyboard row of workflow. This is where now you can access variables, the blue buttons, the blue tokens, and also where you can see the new green variables, such as the clipboard or the date. Now, on the left side of this keyboard row, you will also see a new magic wand uh, button. Uh, that's very familiar because it's uh, it's uh, it's an icon that is often used in Mac apps and, and other iOS apps. Uh, now, if you tap that, you will enter the magic variable editor. And that explains the name, really, why they're called magic variables. Um, you will see that you will enter this special view where actions are dimmed, or slightly dimmed in the, in the interface. And you will see all these little blue tokens, these little blue buttons that represent the output of each action. And the reason why they're called magic variables is because you don't need to create them. Workflow creates them for you. So you can just insert any variable you want, any magic variable you want, just by selecting the output of each action. Now... This this is a major change, as for the most part, it uh, removes the need to use the set variable action because you don't need to anymore. Unless there's a very special case, which I'm going to cover towards the end of this, of this episode, you no longer have to assign the output of an action. In, in our example, the ask for input, the text. You no longer need to assign it to uh, a named variable. And even if you want to use a magic variable after, uh, you know, in a long workflow, after you know, ten actions from the original one that generated the data, uh, you can scroll up in the magic uh, variable uh, interface. You can scroll up, select it, and you will scroll back to the action further down in the workflow, and you will see that the magic variable has been inserted. Uh, this is very convenient because it removes all of those steps that we've talked about. You know, every time you create data in workflow and you want to reuse it, you need to assign a variable. That's no longer the case anymore. It's still possible to assign variables manually. Still, I still recommend doing that in very special cases for uh, very complex workflows. But for the most part, you no longer have to. You can just use magic, magic variables. 
Sounds very cool, actually. I'm just looking. I'm, I'm actually following along with you here because I'm, I'm quite unfamiliar right. with this. So, All right. Um, what I've done is I've dragged together the things you mentioned there, and then I can just tap on. If I was able to go back further in the workflow, I'd be able to tap on any part of that and pull that later in the program. So they're all being stored in the background and you can reach back to any previous point in your workflow and grab the output yeah. of a particular action and do that repeatedly as well. So you can pull it out for one thing and then later on pull it out for something else. Yeah. And so now on the so key, on. Uh, one of the key aspects to understand is that when you drag in a magic variable, um, when you tap it actually, when you select one, it does look a bit different than a standard variable. So the standard variable would look like a little blue tag with a name. Uh, magic variables are a bit different. They're, they're also blue, but they carry the icon of the action that generated the variable. So for example, if you're trying to use a URL variable, it will, be, uh, it will carry a blue link icon from the action. Or similarly, if you're trying to use a magic variable from a text section, it will have a yellow notepad icon. Uh, so they visually they show you uh, which action actually provides the magic variable to you. Um, but also you can do you can customize magic variables. You can assign uh, a custom name. You can rename magic variables to give them a more descriptive name. This is very useful in workflows where you're dealing with a lot of magic variables. And you want to remember what a variable actually is. Because in the old system, when you set the variables manually, um, besides, you know, the system was clunky, but it had one benefit, that by using descriptive names and labels, you could actually remember what a variable was about, right? Uh, let's say that you saved, mm -hmm. I don't know, like a login for a website, you could actually name the variable login. Now, if you just pass uh, the login information with a text action, the default state of the magic variable will be text. And that's not really descriptive. So you can mm, tap a magic okay. variable and you will get at the top this new, this new view that replaces the keyboard. And you will see at the top there's a rename. If you tap the rename button, you will be able to rename the magic variable and you will get the custom name that reflects what you act actually mean with, with that name. So for example, you can name a text section login or authentication, or you can name uh, you know, an article magic variable that comes from Safari as author. For example, if you're dealing with extracting the author name from a, from a web page. Um, and you can, you can assign a bunch of custom names. And the thing here is the custom name will be reflected throughout the entire workflow. So if you're using the same magic variable in multiple actions, which you can do just like, just like you could with normal variables, the custom name will be applied to every single instance of the magic variable. Uh, there's, a, there's one aspect that I wish uh, had been done a little differently. Um, when, you, when you're dealing with magic variables, if you want to see which action is generating a magic variable. You need to tap on the magic variable and then tap the reveal button next to rename. And reveal will basically scroll back up to the magic variable and it will highlight uh, to the action that generates the magic variable and it will highlight the action with a like with a drop shadow in the interface. It would have been nicer, I think, if there were some kind of indicator that always shows um, how magic ma variables are being generated. Because either you do this reveal 
button or you enter the magic variable editor. And so you can see all of the lines and all of the magic variable buttons being generated in the background. Uh, it's easy to lose track. So I, I highly recommend uh, using custom names and using the reveal button to actually remember, you know, when you have a workflow with 30 actions, it's easy to lose track and you want to say, okay, now this magic variable here comes from a text action. This other is the, you know, deals with this other aspect of the workflow. Yeah, and particularly if you were, you know, if you were using multiple instances of the same action to generate magic work, uh, variables, such as, you know, you had maybe two yep. or three different steps that searched the app store for something, you would end up with m multiple magic variables that looked, they came, looked like they came from the same action and you'd only know by revealing the, exactly. the, the appropriate one. So if you, re if you rename them, then you, you can keep that clear exactly. in your head as you program. Um, but this is the, the basic aspect of magic variables. So you pick them, you give them a custom name, and then you use them in, in actions. Uh, something to keep in mind, there are some inconsistencies in this first version of magic variables. You can use them, you can select them in most, I would say 90% of the actions in workflow support magic variables. Uh, whether it's from the uh, magic wand uh, button or if it's from the from a variable selection menu, you will get this uh, pop-up that says pick a normal variable or pick a magic variable. But there are some actions that don't support magic variables at all, such as, for example, in the Trello action, uh, the action that lets you create a new card in Trello. If you want to use a magic okay. variable in, in the attachment uh, field, uh, you cannot because it's not supported. And similarly, I think in one of the iTunes actions, you cannot use magic variables in, in one of the uh, fields, I think, from the category field. So there's there are a handful of actions that don't support magic variables. And I talked about this with the workflow team. They're working on it. They're working on extending magic variables to any action in workflow. Uh, for now, if you're if you're running, uh, if you're you know if you come across an action that doesn't let you pick a magic variable, unfortunately, you will have to uh, use a standard variable. So you will have to assign a variable manually with a set variable action. That shouldn't be the case. It's a very it's a very okay. um, it's a very niche problem. Uh, but if you come across it, as I mm -hmm. did, uh, keep keep this in mind. Now, Fraser, are you ready to enter the 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 real the real stuff? Well, can I tell you about something I like before we go there? All right. Okay. So this episode of Canvas is brought to you by a new sponsor for this show, the Ministry of Supply. And the reason we have this sponsor is because we all know what it's like to spend 40 hours a week in uncomfortable work clothing. The point is, work clothes are restrictive and unbreathable. Not to mention that by the end of the day, they're all wrinkled too. And this is what Ministry of Supply fixes. They make performance clothes for the modern day workplace. Launched by MIT engineers, Ministry of Supply combines human-centric research, performance technology, and tailored design to create wear-to-work clothes for men and women like dress shirts, blouses, and pants. Their garments work with your body to provide maximum comfort combined with features like temperature control, wrinkle resistance, and extreme stretch to give you a sharp, professional look all day long. Now, for men, Ministry of Supply have this thing called the Future Forward Dress Shirt, which has NASA-invented fibres that regulate your body temperature based on your surroundings. It's, it's all pretty high-tech. Um, I want to personally recommend the socks. They sent us um, a box of some things, and I have actually personally fallen in love with the socks, but I haven't. I didn't know this feature until right now, which is they're actually made of coffee fibres. I couldn't be more delighted that my socks also feature coffee as well. So, uh, 
those are the dress socks that they have are phenomenal. They're, they're better than any gym socks that I've ever worn. Uh, super cushioned, really padded on on the foot, all around the foot. Um, very hard wearing, look great, um, discreet as well. They don't look like gym socks, but they feel that they feel great, you know. And when I'm I'm teaching all day, I'm on my feet all day. Those are I'm always happy when I put those ones on in the morning. So. Ministry of Supply offer free shipping, free returns, and a 100-day no-questions-asked return policy. So to find out more and get 15% off your first purchase, go to ministryofsupply.com forward slash canvas. Or you can visit any of their nine retail stores and locations, including San Francisco, Atlanta, and Chicago, and mention this show to also claim your 15% off. Thanks to Ministry of Supply for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. So Federico, take us to the deep stuff. So the, the 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 basic feature of magic variables is to let you use data without having to constantly assign it manually to a to a named variable. Yep. But now that you have this magic variable, uh, the workflow team did go be- beyond simply you know cutting steps. Um, you can convert between types, and you can extract details from a magic variable to get precisely the kind of data that you want. So this goes back to the discussion that we had about how variables don't um, don't just contain a single piece of content, a single item. They actually mm-hmm. can contain collections of you know, sub-items and sub-details. We're just going to call them details. You can call them properties of an item, for example. But mm-hmm. So your photos or your music tracks or your calendar events or whatever exactly for example if you have an app from the app store so you you you're using a you know search app store and the result the magic variable is an app but the app object is not just the name of the app is you know the app icon the name the link the price the developer so there's all this bunch of m- metadata and properties that we can extract from a, from a variable now there's two parts to this uh, first, you can convert between types. So if you have, for example, a magic variable with a link, that's the basic stuff. Uh, you're passing a link from the clipboard or from Tweetbot or from Safari, and now you have this magic variable that says URL. Now, if you tap it, uh, you can see that uh, you will enter this special view, this editor, which uh, has the default type at the top, and the there's a, a button below uh which is a blue one with an arrow that points to the right. Now, if you tap this button, uh, you will see there's a, a type screen where you can switch between different formats. So, for example, you can go from a, from a URL to, uh, that you have as a magic variable. You can convert that and maybe say, okay, I want to make this an article. Now, by making it an article... Uh, Effectively, you're using the content graph engine of Workflow, which we covered in the first episodes of the series. You're using the content graph, and you're, um, you're basically saying, take this link, go fetch the web page, and treat the web page as an article, and extract all of these other information with the article. So from a link, we can go, okay, so now we have a link, and we can tap the Get menu, and you will see all of these extra details that you can extract from, a, from a, a link that has become an article. So you can say, from this link, I want to get the author. Now, normally, in, in other automation software, uh, you wouldn't be allowed to say, okay, I have, a, I have a URL and I want to get the author's name, because there's no connection between the two. But 
with with the workflow engine you can say this is a link now you you know the engine is smart it knows that by saying i want to get the author of a link and i want to get the article from a link you're saying i want you to go on the web and i want you to convert this to html parse the html and give me the author name but all of this is done with two taps you don't have to do any you know any manual scripting it's all done by the engine behind the scenes so now this is called type conversion uh, at least that's what I call it that's what makes the most sense to me you're converting between formats and you can do a bunch of things like you can pick a variable for a photo and you can say I want to make you into text and workflow just assumes well uh, that must mean that you want to extract the file name of an image that was possible before you could convert between types before but now you can do it without any additional additional actions so you're saving steps from your workflows and you can do it with a better interface because you're just tapping on a variable converting from a list of formats and then extracting the details now the detail extraction uh is the uh, is the the other powerful part here um you can actually you can you can extract a lot of met metadata from from a master variable let's try to imagine them as master variables that contain uh other details that you want to extract for example now i'm looking at a at a workflow that i have with uh, an app store action that returns the default type is app store app um, if you tap the get menu you will see there's basically like a couple dozen details that you can extract. Uh, these include the name of the developer, the category of the app store, the platforms that an app supports. So all of these details can be extracted directly from workflow and directly from the magic variable interface. So you can go from a result to an image. For example, if you fetch the artwork, uh, it will be an image. So directly from this interface, you will switch between types and you will also get a special property of the master variable. And when you start getting more uh, advanced, getting more complex with this system, you can do things like, I have a dictionary and I want to, I want to get this dictionary, I want to extract a value. And it used to be that you were forced to do it with the um, with the with the get value from dictionary action, but now if you're just working with the within the magic variable interface, you can say, okay, I want to get this uh, magic variable as a dictionary, and then there's going to be uh, another field in the same UI that says, do you want to also extract a specific key? So you, do you want do you need a specific value? And you will be able to enter the key directly in the magic variable UI. So the core uh, idea is that you should be able to save a lot of steps to make workflows more readable, more, um, you know, easier to explain, easier to share, and hopefully also for the workflow team, easier to maintain because there's a more of a dynamic system going on behind the scenes. And also you will be able to make wor more workflows more powerful because now you don't, you're not getting, uh, you know, bucked down by all of these actions that you need to configure, all of these variables that you need to set. You can just play around with these magic variables. You can just scroll, pick one, convert between types, extract actions, and you can create these powerful workflows
workflows with fewer actions. And in my experience, they, they're, they, they also seem faster to execute because quite possibly you're not fetching the same item twice. You're just fetching the same magic variable and extracting the same detail, you know, other details. But basically the workflow is saving on the executions that it needs to do. For example, a link doesn't need to become an article twice. It can only be, you know, converted once and you extract the details as many times as you mm -hmm. want. So that's very cool. Yeah, this is this is great. I'm just playing around with this just as you're talking there and looking at some of these searching the app store and what I'm sort of understanding as I look at this is that you can you can treat your app store search results as actual app store apps or you can actually forcibly convert them into like you said dictionary or string or image or whatever and it does usually the right thing at that point so you have a lot of control as well it's magic sometimes implies to people that you don't have control but in fact um you do have you know, very, very fine grained control without the overhead of, like you said, executing multiple steps in the workflow for every, uh, for every access to every part. You know, that's that takes a finite amount of time to execute any step in the workflow and to have to do it over and over and over again. You're going to get a performance benefit because all that information is there anyway. And what they're doing is they're essentially just giving you a user interface to reach in and grab the bit you want and do something with it straight away, which is uh, super cool. So Fraser, I thought I'd give you a couple of examples uh, just to uh, wrap up this Sounds special good. extra episode of the workflow series. Uh, the first one I have is a workflow that I use all the time uh, and it lets me create a link post on Mac Stories. I, I think I mentioned this before. It used to be a workflow with like um, 12 to 15 actions. Well, basically now, thanks to Magic Variables, it is a, uh, it is a uh, six... Uh, action workflow so it's basically it's been cut in half by uh, magic variables uh, and the the as you install this wor this workflow from our show notes you will see that the 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 very the the key the key part to understand is the text action towards the the end of the workflow so in that action there's a there's a three things going on there's magic variables which are both the blue ones and the green one, which is the uh, workflow input. This is a default magic variable that is generated uh, in the background by workflow if you use a workflow as an action extension. So workflow knows if, it's a if a workflow has been enabled as an extension, the input will be a default magic variable. And that's a, the default ones are green. Uh, the ones that you know uh, are created by actions by you are, are blue magic variables. So there's a combination of magic variables. There's detail extraction because I'm I'm basically um, here I'm uh, extracting the author of an article because I want to quote someone. I want to have I want to insert their name, but I don't want to type their name manually because oftentimes I may get I may you know type down a person's name wrong. Whereas I want workflow to automate, you know, uh, typing the person's name. Uh, so I'm extracting the author detail. And also I'm converting between types because I'm taking a link and I'm making it an article thanks to magic variables. Uh, and this has allowed me to save at least uh, two steps, you know. Uh, I should say three because uh, in the past I would have had to get the link as a variable use uh, get uh, article from web page and then get details of article 
and then set another variable, quite possibly. Uh, so that was at least three steps, maybe four, that I've removed from this workflow thanks to magic variables. Um, and the second workflow is the uh, the one that I mentioned, the App Store link workflow. Uh, with this one, I can search the App Store. Uh, there's a Ask and Run. Uh, the default token is used uh, to let me type the name of the app and to also define the... Um, the what kind of result I want if I want to search for iPhone, iPad, or Mac apps. And thanks to Magic Variables at the end again, uh, before copying uh, the link to the clipboard, um, there's a text section that combines three Magic Variables together. And you can see uh, the two Magic Variables that have the gear icon. Those are the Magic Variables for uh, the uh, choose from menu, choose from list action. And there's uh, two things, again, going on here. First, you can see how Workflow now lets you pick magic variables, not just for standard actions, uh, like text or, you know, search App Store or search iTunes. You can get magic variables for the output of a menu or the output of a list. Those are also magic variables. Um, and also, I'm converting that, I'm extracting that output I'm extracting the App Store detail. So think about it this way, like multiple boxes boxes inside of each other. There's I'm searching the App Store, and the result goes on to a list. And the magic variable uh, shows the choose from list icon. So you would think, well, maybe the result is text. But no, because by searching the App Store, you're passing this rich item, this rich App Store object, to a choose from list action. In the choose from list action, you get this list of buttons, and those are just text. But actually, when you choose one, the result is still a rich object, still the app from the App Store with all of the metadata that it contains. So when you choose a magic variable for the choose from list action, actually, that's still an App Store app, and you can still extract details. And in this case, I'm extracting the App Store link to the app, which is combined with other text actions to make it an affiliate one. So uh, with just, uh, again, a handful of actions, I can search the app store, convert between formats, extract details, and I end up with, a, with, a, with an affiliate link in the clipboard that I can you know, paste in my, in my stories. Um, yeah, and it's, uh, I, I seriously recommend just make a, you know, take one of your old workflows and try to see how you can adapt it to magic variables. Try to see how many steps you're going you're gonna to cut. And, you know, it, just by playing around, open the, the magic variable editor, uh, see what kind of magic variables you can use. Uh, and also keep in mind that there's still some use cases for the set variable action. Uh, for example, the, the most popular, I think, would be if you have um, some kind of result and it can be of multiple types so you're using a conditional block to check uh, for example if a string of text contains a certain word or if you're counting items and you want to make sure that the result is greater than zero or greater than one for example so you have this block this you know these ramifications depending on the condition that has to be met and the but in your workflow, you still want to set a single variable, no matter the condition. 
For example, let's say that I have a condition that says, if it's zero, use this string of text for the variable named content. And if it's one, use another string of text for the variable that is also named content. Now, in this case, you cannot use a magic variable, uh, especially if it's a more complex workflow, you know, with multiple blocks, multiple loops, because you, you with a magic variable, you will have to choose uh, between the two, you know, between the two conditions. So when you're, de and it gets more advanced in this, I have workflows that have like 40 actions, even if there's magic variables, especially when you're dealing with web APIs and you want to make sure that a variable is exactly the one that you want, uh, you will have to use the, the manual variables. But like I said, for the most part, uh, you can just use magic variables and you can forget about it, you know? Uh, you can just scroll the editor, pick one, and you're done. Nice. And it's super easy, yeah. super fast, and it makes workflows much, much easier to read, to create, and just, you know, to... It's almost enjoyable, in a way, at least for me. Maybe I have a problem, I don't know. No, I get it, I get it. And anytime you get an, an improvement in your workflow like that, your your programming practice is a huge win because, you know, uh, we spend time doing these things over and over again, so... Yeah, very, very welcome improvements there. And I think, I hope we've given people a good overview of of what is now possible. And I think your recommendation, Federico, is, is a very good one of looking at an, an old workflow and trying to adapt it. I'm looking at the one that I use for our show notes, which is, it takes a, a list of app names. So whenever we, we talk about apps on the show, I, I write them in a list just in a text file. Then I copy that list and I have a workflow that takes each item in the list, searches the app store, extracts the name and the URL, binds it up as a, as a markdown link, and then um, puts it back on the clipboard all combined back together so I can just copy, run the workflow, paste it all back. And I'm looking at that, and it's probably going to cut in half when I, when I update that for magic variables. So that's uh, going to be a real a real nice benefit for me. I feel like, Fraser, it is sort of the same joy that developers feel when they're uh, removing code from their apps. Oh, the, the, the best I code is the code you never write, yeah. You can't possibly make a mistake. <laughs> yeah, and especially when, when there's like, or when there's a new API and suddenly you can just make one API call and you can remove a bunch of lines of code. Uh, I felt that way when I, when I was, you know, making a 20 action workflow into a five or six action one. That felt very, very good to me. Yeah, you're, you're putting the onus on the workflow team <laughs> to write that code rather than writing it for yourself. So, yeah. And that's always been Apple's product philosophy with, with developer tools, you know, back to the days of Interface Builder, you know, when, when you would drag and drop your user interface together, it, the idea was, well, if you don't write a line of code for this, then you can't, you know, you can't write a bug. But of course, you can you can make mistakes in your configuration as well, but that's a different matter. Uh, so yeah, very, very keen to start playing with this and start to uh, put together some some updated actions and some new ones as well to see what we can do there. Yeah, and so at this point, we can say, with uh, relative certainty that the 2016 season extended of the workflow series as <laughs> the yes. winter season of the, <laughs> the workflow series yeah. as officially ended. This was the extra episode. I'm not currently testing any major features. So, I, you know, this is an extra. We're officially done for now. I, I want to say for now, because I'm sure, you know, we'll be back next fall, maybe. Yeah, this feels like a big one. You know, this feels like a big, yes, big, big yes. bit of work has been done under the yeah. hood to get all of this right for, for so many actions. You know, that's the thing about workflows. There are so many actions to touch. When you do something like this that, that, yeah. that adapts the full programming model, it's 
yeah. they've got to make sure they've hit all the, the features. And I think some of the bugs you mentioned, Federico, might just have been oversights. You know, there's one field that doesn't work with it or something, you know. You think how many input fields there are in the whole workflow, that was like quite a job to get that all right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I brought it up with the with the developers. And there's some, you know, uh, I wouldn't say oversight, but maybe just the fact that some actions are different from the others. And like the the way that you can that you pick a variable is different. So to get it out in time, they cut some you know some of the actions that I mean I'm sure maybe only a handful of people have brought up this problem because those are very very specific limitations. So I'm sure they're working on it. And there's also I should say there are, there's also a couple of bugs in this version. If you run into for example a text section that disappears when you're scrolling in a workflow, usually just close and reopen a workflow or worst case first quit the app start the app again and the problem will be fixed uh, so there's still a you know a few inconsistencies a few glitches that uh you know i'm sure the developers are working on so uh when you see an update go check it out and i'm sure the you know magic variables will be even better than they are we, we should probably just mention for the future that the version yes. of workflow that's current as of this show is 1.7, which was the version that brought in this new feature. And if you're listening yeah. you know, months or years in the future, you'll probably have more to more to go on than just this. But uh, this is a particular point in time that we're doing it. So there you go. Yeah, and if you're listening, you know, uh, right now it is February uh, 2017. If you're listening in, uh, you know, in October 2017 and there's a major new feature, it is very likely that we're considering an episode. So... Rest assured. We hope you've stayed subscribed. Rest assured, stay subscribed. We're going we're gonna to talk about it. So this has been Canvas episode 29, our little extra show on the new magic in workflow, the magic variables. You can connect with the show on Twitter. We are at underscore Canvas FM. I'm Fraser Spears on Twitter. Federico is Vatici. And we will see you all next time.